Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Profit with a Plan. This is where you can get some great uh, ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals who want to make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your certified financial planner and financial business strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add more profits to your bottom line. I work with ambitious business owners who are working their ass off every day with very little to show for it, and we fix their cash flow fast, which increases their profits. This helps them build wealth without sabotaging their business, and they can grow a sustainable business that they can sell for a whole lot more later on. If this sounds good to you or you know of anybody that may be curious, please share my podcast, or better yet, let's chat. You can always book a brief call with me and get together so we can find greater profits in your business. Get on my scheduler, calendly.com forward slash Marcia dash 16. And for the probably the hundredth time, I've said there are 16 Marcias out there. So let's get on with today's podcast. Uh, we are talking to a dear friend of mine, Rosie Aiello, and we're talking about a sensitive topic today called financial abuse. So Rosie has been a 20 has been in a 25 year relationship and engineered an international escape from the Middle East to save her daughter and herself from domestic violence. Stunned by PTSD and nearly mentally destroyed, she reinvented herself, arriving back in the United States, starting her own business, became a speaker, a best selling author and an international award winning entrepreneur. With her Freedom Fulfillment Foundation system, Rosie helps women worldwide reclaim their voice, worth, confidence, and courage so that they can rebuild and create a joyful, productive, and prosperous life they deserve. Rosie and her daughter, Sunny, what a beautiful name, are sharing their powerful story of escape, healing, and freedom in their joint upcoming memoir called 11 Hours to Freedom. They are on a global movement to help 1 million plus women and their children free themselves from this insidious abuse and to spread the message that they deserve to be treated with kindness. Thank you so much, Rosie, for coming on today. I, I'm just so amazed by this topic and I'm so happy to have you on. Oh, the same, same here, Marcy. I'm so glad we get to, to really share about this. And um, Marcy and I were talking before. This is actually the first time I'm publicly talking about this topic. Wow. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with me and my listeners on Profit with a Plan. So tell me more about your incredible story and, and more on why you're doing this. Um, I think, you know, I, when just really quickly, I about my background, I was in corporate finance before I got married. So that's that will lead into what we're going to be discussing later. And when I got married, I moved immediately to the Middle East. And of course, I didn't know at the time that he was abusive. Of course, hindsight's great and all the healing I've done, I've learned. But then after all the insults and putting down and everything else, I lost who I was. And I didn't, I was married 18 years before I even knew I was in an abusive situation because I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have books. I didn't have, uh, 
no internet. I, I didn't have anything to tell me that the reality that he was creating for me was wrong. And I've spoken to women all over the world and in finding that their stories are very similar. So this is a topic that really needs to be uh, talked about. But uh, when my daughter was a junior at the American University of Beirut, we were in Be Beirut, Lebanon at the time. So we lived in Saudi Arabia and then Beirut, Lebanon. And she was going to the university there. And that's when she told me, she says, mom, you got to get me away from my abusive father. And so within four months, I planned that escape of our lives. Wow. Yeah. You are so courageous to have, have done this. Um, what kind of abuse did you guys experience? I, I, it was, I'm going to say it was primarily verbal, uh, emotional, psychological and, and financial abuse, which we're going to go into a little bit more in this podcast. And I'm going to say with a little sprinkling of physical and sexual abuse as well. Oh my gosh. Uh, that, that's yeah. incredible. It's horrible. Yeah. And when my daughter was young, I mean, really young, when she was like seven and, you know, children are very observant. Let me tell you, they know what we think we're hiding from them. We're just fooling ourselves. And she, there were just three of us. I don't have any other children, but my one daughter. And she would, we'd be at the dinner table and she'd say to me, or say to pop, or her father, she says, Papa, you know, that's not very nice how you're treating mama. And so he thought it was kind of cute hmm. and called her mama's little lawyer. Of course, I felt just totally ashamed that here I have my seven-year-old daughter who has to defend me because I can't speak up for myself. Now, I chose not to speak up because I knew it would inflame him more and that would make the situation worse. But she didn't know that. She only saw what she saw. And she saw that it was unfair. And it's amazing what, we, what our kids can, or little people can see. And we just, it just hurts me even more to know that she experienced that. Yeah, exactly. Which is the purpose of our memoir too. And so when she became an adolescent, was most adolescents, what are they doing? They're looking for their freedom. They're stretching, they're stretching the boundaries. And then he didn't think it was so cute anymore. And he started to verbally abuse her. He would stalk her. He would insult her. He would scream at her. I mean, she, he would knock on her door, her bedroom door, or sometimes he wouldn't even knock. He would just burst in. And then she would just, you know, she just starts jumping. Uh, when she was in college, I was able to convince him, you know, let her be at the dorm. And, um, and then he would, he would see that she's on Facebook at, you know, one o'clock in the morning and call her up and scream at her. What are you doing at Facebook? You should be studying or you should be this, and da, da, da. you know, and she just, and so it went on and on and on. And then it's like she, her world started to get smaller of what she could do. My world got smaller of what I could do. I mean, going out of the house, you know, visiting friends, he made everything so difficult, but seeing him, you wouldn't have noticed it so much. It was, um, very. So that was, you know, in a nutshell. That was hidden behind the, behind the curtain or behind the closed doors that, that that kind of environment went off, right? Exactly. You know, nobody knew. I mean, nobody knew. And nobody knew. First of all, I didn't know, like I said, for 18 years because I just didn't have the vocabulary. I mean, you don't get married thinking you're going to be attacked, right? You're, 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 it's not like, I mean, we, I went through a lot of war or living in the Middle East. I've probably seen more live wars and bombs and fires and you can everything you can imagine than probably the average uh, military person in the United States. And but they're prepared for it. They've trained for it. 
we're not trained to be battle. We're not trained to be on the defense in a marriage. Mm -mm. And that's how it was. I was always defending myself, my behavior, my actions, you know, what I'm doing when I'm not doing and everything. I had to have a reason and it had to be, I had to meet his, his approval. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Did you have a business during this time? I didn't have, uh, well, not per se. I, I, I did. I worked for his business. Uh, he was an engineer and I did all the financial, all the accounting in his business. And then I did do consulting, you know, both in Saudi Arabia and in Lebanon. I did consult. And when I was in Saudi Arabia, I consulted for Saudi, Saudi business women. That's a whole other note. Yes, it's a whole other story. <laughs> but I'm thinking the reason I ask that is that, you know, most of my listeners here are, are business women and entrepreneurs and, um, you know, these kind of, um, these kind of people, I know, I know I've had my struggles and I think we've all had struggles. I, I'm hoping nobody's had any struggles like yours, but when we have struggles, we tend to put on a front and, and, you know, out, outside we're all, everything's great and fine and we're all working. Okay, good. You know, um, a little bit more makeup to cover the bruises or, or, even worse, the emotional bruises that, that you have, we cover them up and, and build this little, um, you know, cover shape around us that everything's fine, but inside it's not, it's, it's hor- It's gotta be horrible. It, it, it was, and, and it is exactly it. And, and that was that it was the shame, you know, my shame, you know, I didn't think anybody would understand. And, and I didn't really understand what I was going through, although I knew it was wrong, right? I, or I felt it was wrong. I just thought I wasn't good enough. And if I tried harder, it would be better. Right. That, that we have this misconception of what it is. I didn't know what a narcissist was. I didn't know what an abuser was or what they do or how they behave. I didn't know any of that, that vocabulary or the, or the characteristics of those behaviors. So when you don't so how know. Did you, how did you start to find um, that this abuse was going on? What were some of the signs that, you, that, that really when it started to click? Well, it started to click when I got a book. And that was after 18 years of marriage. And then it was, this book happened to be on um, borderline personality disorder, which he doesn't have, but it gave me some other ideas. And then that book had a bibliography and then that one thing. And then it was like, oh my God, that's like my biography, you know, or my autobiography of my life, you know, as they were describing, you know, verbal abuse and, and putting you down and always questioning you and, and following you up and, and everything, nothing is ever right and calling you stupid. And, you know, like he would tell me, for example, I know you love your daughter, but you're, you're not a good mother. Oh my gosh. I mean, I heard that forever, you know, all the time. And you're not a good partner. You know, if I asked him a question, he talked that as a, you know, as an assault on him when I just need a clarification. I mean, so you started to doubt yourself and then it was just a checklist of one thing after the other. Hmm. And my, I created my, a smaller world because I was so ashamed, right. You know, between my family, you want to make the marriage work between, you know, society, between, you know, religion, all these outside pressures to make it work when you are dying inside, like you said. That's we, horrible. Yeah. So when did it start becoming financial abuse? 
Well, again, you know how things are, you know, you don't know it's financial abuse until much later. And I'm going to tell you always in hindsight, right? Right. And I didn't understand, you know, the financial abuse until I escaped and realized all of his control because everything abuse is about control. Mm. Okay. This is what I want everyone to understand. Your, your, your listeners to understand It's like, you know, I've talked to all kinds of women all over the world and the patterns are always the same. And it doesn't matter if you are making eight figures or you, you've, you know, you're working, uh, you know, sweeping the streets. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's about control. I've talked to women who are married to millionaires and they make them, you know, re- produce the receipt with the change, you know, it doesn't matter. So for me, I'm, I'm American. My uh, ex-husband was uh, or is Lebanese and he never got his U.S. citizenship. Okay. So he said, he said, well, you know, um, we don't want to put your, your name on any of the accounts because then we'll be taxed. Mm. So no, when we were married, when we had a couple of accounts in the United States and, you know, or one or two, my name was on that, but not one single where the majority of the money was made did I have my name on it. And then he would transfer money into like the checking account that I could use to buy stuff, the groceries and other, you know, minor miscellaneous things. It was okay if he bought me a nice purse, but I wasn't, you know, if I dared to do that, then I would hear about it. That's horrible. So, um, so it sounds like that, that he was, um, he was very controlling over everything that you did. How does, um, how does one get away from that kind of controlling environment? Because, and the reason I ask this is that, um, part of my teaching is to gain control over your money. Yeah. So you can have clarity and confidence and make great decisions, but there's two, two meanings or, or two sides of control. Control right. can be empowering and, and uh, enlightening and um, uh, growing and just positive. And then there's the control on your side where your ex-husband was giving, taking it away from you. Do you think that, do you think that, that, you gave up that control or you lost control over it because maybe you weren't aware of what was going on in your financial world? Or do you think it was all the manipulation? It was a lot of manipulation. Now, uh, what's ironic, you know, I mentioned I have an MBA in finance, so I know about money. So now for a lot of women, they don't even have any idea of what's in the accounts. I knew what was in all of the investment and savings. Ah. So that, which is probably unusual. And I was able to analyze and help him make his investments. I talked to investment bankers on his behalf, everything. It's just that my name wasn't on it because, you know, well, I'm going to be with him for the rest of my life. I mean, he's my husband. I'm going to trust him, right? Why would I not trust my own husband, right? So this is how you, you, you they, they, they make it appear like it's okay. So the kind of control you're talking about is completely different because it's you being in control of yourself, right? And that's what we want. We don't want, you're not telling them, oh, go get somebody who's going to control your money. You're not telling them, you're telling them exactly the opposite, right? So as far as how to get out, it's like having somebody to guide you. I mean, I didn't have that much help. My brother helped me and I I had a little 
uh, group of women, but you know, most of it was myself and getting out. Um, and fortunately, I had a background in financial planning, budgeting, forecasting, you know, where I was coordinating the whole group. So I knew what it took to plan things. I planned events. So I had that kind of planning background or skill that helped me figure out how to get out. And and my advice is just like in in financial planning, you need to plan your your escape. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did you plan your escape? What were some of the things that you put in place that allowed you to, you know, in such a short time, take you and your daughter and escape from this horrible environment? Well, <clears throat> the <laughs> you're going to love this. So what, the first thing I took, um, I knew what, her, what his weaknesses were. I knew he wasn't a highly visual person. So the first thing I took were the photo albums and, out of our um, bookcase. And mm-hmm. then I started to photocopy and scan financial documents because I had access to them. Ah, okay. okay. So because you want to know what the finances are when you're going through a divorce, you, you need to have that, right? Nothing was in my name. Um, so I, I just started planning. And again, as I think about it, it's like, I don't even know how I did this, but I took very few things from the house. We, 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 I mean, I took mostly my clothes and a couple little knickknacks. Truly. Um, so you thought out what you were going to need later on. And it sounds like you reverse designed thinking, okay, I'm going to go through a divorce. He, my name's not on the money. So I need to know what the money is and where it is. And thank goodness you had some skill set behind you to be able to say, okay, I need this statement. I need that statement. I need this piece. And I need that piece to prove that this money was ours at the time. Yes, exactly. So, and I, you know, I photocopied and scanned, you know, as financial, financial statements, uh, insurance, uh, license plates for the cars, uh, the insurance for the cars. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to need and not need. I just did everything right. Mm. Um, because that data, like you said, is, is powerful. And it, it was very, very, it was very critical for the for the divorce as well uh, many women don't have that their their husbands control everything they don't even see the bank accounts they don't see anything the husband's like i'll take care of it you know and a lot it, of business owners have that blind side as well especially in a partnership where one one does the the finances and the other one does not um i think that this is a lesson that um what you're talking about that is so so incredibly important for all of us women, whether we're business owners or not, men too. I mean, you should be, you should be aware of your financial situation so that you can make great decisions, but you can, you can understand what all that is going. And, and you had the skill set behind you through your education to be able to say, I know what this is and I know what that is. And it could help you later on. I, I know many of my business owners don't have as deep a skill set in their money as they should. And that's why I do the podcasts and my education and consulting with my clients is to educate them on their financial picture. But it's amazing how that is not just for business owners. It's for the personal use. It's for the managing of your safety and health and financial health going forward, whether you're married or not. Whether you're going through a divorce or not, you absolutely have to have that clarity on your financials so that you can do things in the future. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more, Marcia, because um, a lot of times we will relinquish things, right? We relinquish by, um, by not knowing or we relinquish just because they said, well, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a business partner, um, if they don't have a, um, oh gosh, what's the, I, I forgot what the word is. Uh, it's a legal, it's a legal document. Uh, the, yeah, the agreement. A buyout, a buyout. I think the it's buy sell. buy sell, right. If they don't have that, you know, and things go awry, you know, you've got a big problem, right? Or something happens and you, we trust, again, we think we are trusting, but trust needs to be written down <laughs> if you're in business. Sorry. Yes. That's what trust means. You write it down and you agree on things. In a marriage, you just don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. You don't do things in a marriage as you would in a business. And I can tell you as well is that I'm sure there are listeners who are in a, a, a in some kind of a financial or other abusive situation because it happens everywhere. And they may do it great in their own business, but not fully because they're going to be limited by the abuse. And then they're thinking, oh my gosh, my husband does that. He, he, he says he's going to pay the bills and oh, oh, and they're going to buy you a car, but Oh, but the, the car is only in his name, mm-hmm. for example. So it sounds like I'm going to buy you a car, honey. But, you know, because I pay all the bills, I'll just put it in my name. It sounds like you don't question it because it's like, oh, okay. And right. then, or we feel like, oh, we're going to, we don't want to ruffle things. Well, I, I want to say, well, that doesn't seem right. You know, I, I want my name on there because then he might get upset and, and we don't want that. So this is how you t- ask me how we give our power away. And these are just simple examples of how it's happening. And you just kind of get, you get sucked in because the marriage or the relationship is holding you together and you think you're going to be there forever and, and it's going to be all good until it's not. And then you've lost control of you. Mm, that's so true. And, and it sounds like, it sounds like it's also, it can also really truly affect the business. If you're, if you're, if you're in an abusive relationship, people, not just ladies, but if you're in a, a, an abusive relationship and you're, you're giving up your yourself and your control over decisions that come in. If you're in a business, whether it's your business or yours in a partner's business, I mean, you're asking for trouble if you don't protect things that come along, like, like your business decisions need to be protected from your personal life. And that's where legal documents come in. That's where um, account relationships, that, that's where agreements between business owners come in play. Because... Just because I'm married and, and you're my business partner, but my husband's abusing me or, or has some sort of trouble or things go on, I mean, it doesn't even have to be abusing me, but he could be abusing the family's finances. That could trickle down to affect you and my business because I'm half of the business and I'm half of his relationship. So your story is bringing to my mind the 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 essence that, that we need to protect ourselves as business owners all the time on top of protecting us from our family and, and, and creditors and, and everything that comes along. And it's not necessarily, oh, run out and buy an insurance contract because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about having 
clarity and control over your money, um, understanding the rules and laws in your state, and separating your business from your personal life so that that way if or I horribly say when something happens on either side of a partnership or your partnership with your with your spouse or future spouse or whatever that it won't cause the business to fall down and and have those problems because you anticipated and you created a protection factor around your company as well as around yourself that let's flip it the other way. The business has problems or something horrible happens in the business that it doesn't bring down your family and your marriage at the same time Mm -hmm. because financial abuse can happen on both sides with a partner or with a spouse or, or just yourself dabbling in the wrong place in your business without the protections. And then it could be just a horrible mess. You know, and I want to add on to that is that if um, if you are, you know, personally being abused, whether it's, you know, and I'm going to guess, you know, based on all my studies and everything else is that if you were if you are experiencing financial abuse, you are experiencing other abuse as well. And that in itself is going to impact your ability to be productive and highly focused on your business. You may do well, because we're good at, as you said, putting on the front, we're good at delivering, but it's, it's impossible that that abuse, which is running through you all the time. Okay. That's running you. It's, 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 it's on that subconscious level. If it's not on the conscious level of how you make your decisions, you may not make you, you may feel that, Oh, he's in control of the money. Let's say that example. Okay. And so you have your own business, which you think, oh, that's really great. But now what's running behind you is that, well, I'm not going to invest in that because if I invest in that, somebody's going to take it away from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you, you. Changes your decision thinking process. Right. You know, so, or, you know, you, you don't invest in something you auto invest in, or you, you don't um, hire, you know, a, a planner or somebody who could actually help you because they uh, will either fear of what your partner, you know, whoever that may be will say, or I don't trust myself that I'm going to, you know, I don't trust myself, so I'm not going to trust that person. So these are how the, how the abuse runs and you think it's nothing, but how it impacts your decisions and of course, everything life and your business, right? You cannot separate who you are from your business. You, you, you cannot, you are one person and the decisions that you make in your personal life are impacted in your, on your business life. So, um, so I have um, just one more uh, question for you, Rosie. You had mentioned that you had a a you you've done an amazing thing. You've 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 left the 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 tyranny. You've had you've broken free. You've created an amazing life. Your daughter's doing really well. Tell me about the national day that you've created. <laughs> yes, thank you. I created, you know, with my daughter, the National Love is Kind Day. It's July 27th. And it's, it's it, the full thing is like, because love is kind, because real love is kind, not abusive, not terrorizing, not belittling, not demeaning. That's what it's all about. And it's to help women learn that they deserve to be treated with kindness. And I tell you, with my 
with my clients, it's like it's a huge aha. We forget we're givers. We don't think that we deserve. We're, and when you're in an abusive situation, it's kind of compacted. I call it like having limiting beliefs on steroids of how bad you are, right? And now this is a day to celebrate freedom and independence from abuse to celebrate those who are still suffering and to celebrate that you deserve to be treated with kindness because it's all about power and control. I love it. What day is that? It's Saturday this year, 2019. It's, it's July 27. So instead of like the 4th of July, we're going to have the 27th of July as well to celebrate our freedom and, and independence from dominance, power and control. We didn't want it as a country. Other countries don't want it. That's why they have independence days. And we don't want it as human beings. And when we create a kinder family, a kinder community and kinder world, everybody wins with kindness. We don't need to put somebody down to elevate ourselves. So true. And so appropriately stated. Thank you so much. Can you tell me um, where can we find more information on Love is Kind Day and your passion project of, um, of, of freeing us all? Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of places. You can go to the network, the love is kind network, um, dot com. But I would love to invite people to join us at the Facebook groups called the Love is Kind Movement. And we've got everything going on there of how to, how to celebrate this day. And your story, your sharing this may save a life. Mm-hmm. It might help bring someone's make someone's like, oh aha, I'm living like this. I don't deserve it. You know what? I deserve to be treated with kindness. Absolutely. We all do. And this is, this is so appropriate. Um, my, um, my young daughter is, uh, she's 24 and has experienced um, uh, some abuse. And so when you and I started talking, I just wanted to share this with my community and, and, you know, maybe save somebody and let them know that they don't have to feel this alone and that, right. um, you know, they, they, there's support out there and um, all us business owners as a give back to, you know, the community that we've come from, it's not a bad thing to do to celebrate and support and, and help the, the, the people that are being abused financially, emotionally, physically, you know, there's just, there's just so much we should be doing for that and, and try and stop it. I mean, my goodness, this is ridiculous. Right. You didn't even have to have this kind of conversation at this exactly. time in our, in our, in our evolution. There's just no, no need for it. No, there isn't. And, you know, bless your daughter. And I, I think what you, you keyed on, uh, on an important thing is that this is the whole point of this community is that you don't have to be alone. I was alone for really 25 years and trying to figure it out. You, you can't. You need that support. You need the support and, and encouragement and getting that clarity and, and a check on the reality. Oh, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Well, hey, thank you. Um, you had mentioned that um, you've also got another um, another uh, website. <laughs>